0: Hey, welcome everybody to uh, our podcast, What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And we're gonna be talking about something for the next few weeks that I cannot wait to dive into. And that is this, uh, the seven deadly sins. Uh, In Ephesians chapter two, Paul says these words. He goes, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of its unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Now listen to this part. All of us used to live that way following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Notice what it said there. Paul said, before you're a believer, everybody, every single person actually lived according to inclinations of a sinful nature. Uh, The the Bible talks about sin being destructive. And out of that comes a theology that's very interesting called the seven deadly sins. Uh, And so what I want to say is this, While all sin is destructive, you probably have a sin that is your go-to sin that Satan knows how to use against you in an incredible way. Now, when you become a believer, God wants to take that sin and turn it to a virtue. He wants to take that weakness and make it a strength. But just like Paul says in Romans chapter 7... We struggle with that. Uh, It's a constant struggle. And so until we get to heaven, we're going to always have that battle fighting inside. The good news is the Holy Spirit will help you win. But you need to be self-aware. You know, the whole idea of you got to be aware of your blind spots. But by very definition, a blind spot is a blind spot. It's something you don't know is true of you. And so I have people today who are self-aware with us, uh, really good friends of mine, who are going to be sharing with you very often honestly about their deadly sin. So I'm hoping as they share some of you will be able to relate with each person and say that could be my deadly sin too. Or you might say that's my wife's deadly sin. <laughs> <laughs> or a coworker, uh, or you know, just I don't know. Uh, but but the idea is really to be thinking about you. Then on the weekend message I want to talk about how you can see God take that sin and turn it into a strength. But let me say this before we dive in. There's a sin that's always underneath that's probably a reason why you're thinking the way you think, you're acting the way you act. And so very often we wanna know what is it that makes us tick? This can help you understand you better and understand that God loves you even in the midst of your sin but he wants to free you from your sin. Now, here's my personal opinion based on the Bible. I believe, just like the Bible says, there's the fruit of the Spirit is love, and then it lists off outgrowths of love, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. But it all comes back to love being foundational. I think in sin, there's a foundational sin that gives birth to all the other deadly sins. And that sin is pride. It's pride. Uh, And today, uh, we have somebody with us who I really admire. Uh, It's Dr. David Smith. He's a psychologist. He's a Christian. Uh, He's a leader uh, in the church. He also helps people in incredible ways. Uh, Whenever I need to refer somebody who has a very difficult case, David's always the person I refer to. And I've seen God use him to work in miraculous ways with people. Uh, But David, in big part, I think is successful. And I think you would agree with this because you're willing to admit what you struggle with. And uh, David's one of the few people I know will actually admit that narcissism or pride, I think the two are linked. uh, is Well, tell everybody about your struggle.
1: Yeah, I think that from a very young age, I think I struggled given my history, struggled with narcissism because for me, my injury was that I didn't feel um, accepted or I wasn't good enough and teased and things like that. So for me, my answer to that was to be as knowledgeable as I could, to be as be- good as I could, and every, athletically, academically, all that. And I was, uh, and so I grew up in a way in which for me to be better than others was my mindset. Now, on the outside, I'm the nicest guy in the world, and I'll treat you <laughs> like a normal person. But on the inside, I'm like hating on you, or I'm, <clears throat> I'm prideful. And for me, I really came obvious. One day I was reading a book on uh, on the Enneagram, and I was reading something on pride, and I read it. It was part of my number, and uh, I I, sent, I had brought it to my wife. I said, "Look at this. Can you read this? This is, this is saying this is me." And she read it. She didn't even look at me. She handed it back. She said, "It's exactly you." Oh. And you talk about a blind spot, yeah. and that was a blind spot. Yeah. And I reread it, and like my the scales came from my eyes because mm-hmm. pride. I've always known I struggled with narcissism, and I could do that because. It's just been very apparent for me, and I've spoken on it many times and all that. But the thing for me was, in, in my walk with the Lord, was that I didn't rely on the Lord as much as I thought I did. I relied on my own understanding. And even though I prayed for wisdom my whole life, and I think I'm wise in some ways, but personally, I have always looked to myself. And that has really been the a trigger for me of just seeing how self serving I've been, and how I just, I, and the other thing is, I don't ask for help for anything. I don't, I mean, and that's part of my biggest pride is I won't ask for help. I'll do it myself, I'll do it myself, I'll do it myself. People offer me help. Nope, I'll do it whether it's sickness, whether it's struggle, whatever it is, I will do it myself. And that really broke me the most when I just hear the Lord saying he wants to walk with me. And so for me, really working on humility, which is the opposite of pride. And I always tell people to overcome narcissism and pride, <clears throat> work on an amazing relationship with the Lord and have a very strong wife. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because someone who will call you on your stuff, who won't let you be entitled. Because entitlement, you know, I'll come to a place that says don't walk on the grass. I'm like, okay, I get that theoretically. (laughs) But I'm only one person. I could walk on the grass. And I do that. You know, handicapped parking space. Yeah, I get that. That's for people. There's no, but no one's here at Handicap. Mm -hmm. Carpool lane, yeah, but I'm in a hurry. You know, and and my wife will totally like, you know, will call me (laughs) on that all day long. And so I hate that, that she calls me on it. But I love it. It's the same as the Holy Spirit, right? We hate when he convicts, yeah. mm-hmm. but really the, 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 the part of us that's re- renewing ourselves in the Lord, love it. And so for me, pride has always been an ongoing struggle of just being able to, to die to self and to practice this thing, which I've been trying to practice more and more, of just living in like a prayerful life all the time,
0: mm-hmm. uh-huh. day
1: in, minute by minute by minute of just seeking the Holy Spirit and just being able to really, for me, again, for me, the battle is so much inside my head of just because, again, I'm a nice guy on the outside. <laughs> but man, if you saw me, and Tony Campola said once in a, in a conference, he goes, you know, if I knew everything you guys, if you guys knew everything I was thinking inside my head, you'd never invite me here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I knew everything you guys were thinking, I wouldn't want to talk to you. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. can we be honest about our thoughts? Yeah. And so for me, just trying to be honest about my thoughts and slaying each thought one at a time with the truth that God wants me to have and humbling myself and really practicing humility from both a prayerful standpoint and with people standpoint has really been helpful. You've told me
0: before that, that you're actually amazed that sometimes the thoughts you have towards uh, your wife or probably me or other people, I mean, seriously, that you, you, it's like bad, bad, oh, yeah. evil, evil, right? Oh, and you, terrible. all of a sudden they start going and that's a part of that pride, right?
1: And so thank God I don't have ADD. Because I could actually, my prefrontal cortex is working so the evil thoughts I have, I keep in my head. But if they came out of my mouth, I'd be on my seventh marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even look at me, okay? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And I'm not kidding. It's just that it, it, it's just so terrible. And I think, who is that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's anger that kind of, that, that does that. And the pride of like, what is, or whether it be an injury or something like that. And being able to self-soothe and allow, just really allow the Holy Spirit to bathe that. And like I, one of the mantras I tell myself is I love my wife. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. And, and, and then I always compare that. I bring it back to what has God done with me? Yeah. And when I put that in perspective, I could cry because he's just been so amazing wow. yeah. <laughs> in my life, forgiven me and moved me and allowed me to just continue to be. I mean, I don't have anything to complain about. Mm. And so I offered all to God and him loving me and just walking with me. Yeah, oh yeah. You struggle with pride, right?
2: I do. I do. I um you brought up the Enneagram. I'm a four and so the four's basic desire is to kind of be set apart, be different. And I think um it's a lot easier for four to outwardly see the good things in themselves, but it's really hard for a four to see the good things about themselves. And so I think in that insecurity births a lot of pride.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that's something like when you brought up control, I think I I relate to that a lot. Just having to, you know, I don't feel the security in myself. So I have to cling on to these other things. Um, but the four also struggles with the, you know, I want to be an individual. So it's like, man, this, uh, this weird battle going on in my brain. Like, okay, I'm independent. I'm independent. And so I, I, I agree with you in that sense of like, I need to control my life and, 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 um, you know, not allowing God to, you know, take the reins on my life and trusting in him in that way. So,
0: Yeah, it's interesting kind of the dynamics I've dealt with with some people who struggle with pride a lot, like we'll be in the midst of it and I'm waiting for them to finally say, you know, I was wrong, but they won't. It's like, like, you know, like it's somebody else's fault or this occurred or that, and they never, and I'm like going, how do I help them work to where they just say the words, I blew it, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's hard to get there, right? Oh yeah, Totally.
1: It is, and one of the thoughts I have is like, you know, how did Satan fall? Yeah, it was pride. Yeah, you know, and and my, my verse that I've memorized since I was a little kid, Micah like six eight, you know, um, what is required of you, a man, to love just, to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your, with your God, in a sense of just trying to practice that. But yeah, the the pride is just, it's devastating for us, for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, I have to slay it all the time. It's not like something that's just gone away. And so wow. it's something that sneaks up, and especially if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, <laughs> <laughs> one of those little hall things, oh, you know, yep, yeah, yep, it, it just comes yep. up. And so I really have to, I, my wife even say, you know, when I'm getting a little snippy at night or something, <laughs> she says it's time for you to go to bed, you know, because <laughs> I just don't have the energy to hold back that right. evilness inside of me kind of a thing. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is a struggle.
3: Yeah. Now you
1: struggle too with that,
3: right? Yeah. And it's interesting that you both brought up the Enneagram because one of the things that I've noticed in me is uh, I'm a two wing three. So I love helping people, but I love being able to achieve stuff, but with other people being Mm. involved in that. And one of the things that I've noticed in me is that in helping other people, I will often recognize that the way that I'm helping somebody is better than anybody else's way to help somebody else. Yeah. And so what it does is it causes me to think, well, everybody is everybody's contributing which i love and there'll be times where i'll start to assess what i'm doing and be like well what I'm the way I'm doing this is way better than everybody else. It's way more efficient. It's it, it's producing better results. Yeah. And so what'll happen is, is that begins this thing of like, well, give me everything. Oh yeah. And right. I'm now gonna go right. do this on my own. Kind of like totally. what you were sharing is yeah. like this idea of well, if my way is the best way, then I'm not gonna relinquish control. Like I had I had good I had good intentions initially that I wanted people to be involved yeah. and to help out. But once I saw people not not paying attention to detail, not caring about the results. I'm like, you guys, a bunch of slouches around here. And so, but what I've noticed is it's caused others to just be like, well, I'm not needed here. And all of a sudden I find myself on an island and I wonder like, well, where'd everybody go? Like we were having so much fun. And I began to realize it's my pride that's gotten in the way of, it's it's okay that, you know, uh, uh, Craig Rochelle talks a lot about this idea of get mo, good enough to move on. And he talks about this idea of like something being 80% like, Done. 80 percent. Like and being okay. Sometimes that something doesn't have to be a hundred percent. Like you, it's good enough to move on. And I've really had to live that out in the way, especially with helping other people um, and all that. So it's interesting that both of you guys talked about the enneagram and how it, I've noticed it too. Just in the last several years of it's become obviously incredibly popular and all that. And noticing as a two wing three, the pride really creeps in when yeah. totally. I think my way is the best way.
2: Right. -hmm. I've I've dealt with that a ton. My way is the best way. Are you kidding? But
3: then when I, I recognize that too, and there's been so many times where I've seen that when my when I in my mind, my way is the best way, and that's it we stay in one little yeah. little sphere and we don't grow. And then the, as soon as I'm like, okay, maybe by me is not the best way, even though it is. Uh, but we, let's, yeah. let, let, let's start getting some other ideas and start incorporating yeah. some other perspectives into it. And then that's I'm like, Very good. Oh, that's just and, that's, and, that's, and I'm and like, that's I don't the, want to though. <laughs> and that's the basis of humility, isn't right. it? Right, it, it is. It's the, okay, in my mind, I'm th- it's like the prefrontal cortex. Like right. I, I know that I have these thoughts and I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise some like emotional intelligence here and be like, hey, I while I think that still might be the best way, I'm still gonna jump on board with another somebody else's mm-hmm. work and be like and hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this together. It doesn't have to be my way, it can be your way and we can continue to, you know, accomplish this together. And mm-hmm. so that's so and true. that's where one you. of those dangers comes in, I
0: think, because as a parent if it's always my way is the only way, your kids are in trouble because yeah. they're always going to yep. be wrong.
1: Yep. They're yes. never
0: going to measure up. Yeah. Or when you're a boss, mm-hmm. like, you know, I think one of the greatest joys I have is to hand one of you guys a project and watch you go, but I don't want to go, but do it my way. Yeah. Yes. Right. And then yes. I'm holding you back. <laughs> yeah. Totally, yeah. And then the whole world has got to be, you know, based on my Messiah complex kind of nice. thing. Wow. Um, so I think that's one of those destructive natures of pride that we don't realize is when we, we're actually sabotaging someone else's potential at that point.
1: The other thing real quick is 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 I don't apologize. Yeah, yeah. You know, I realize that it's such a terrible thing. I don't apologize. And even at marriage seminars I ask people like how many people apologize to their spouses and very few people it's like, so no one sinned in this room? No you know. And yet <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at me, it's like, okay, when's the last time I apologize? and like and so practice. yeah, so I mean that's the problem with pride. It, I won't allow myself to do that. It's like, oh that means I'm wrong. Oh, I can't do that.
0: You and I shared a, a seminar on narcissism one time, and I was very taken by how many, uh, it was, seemed like it was mostly wives with their husbands, standing <laughs> in line saying, can you help my husband? <laughs> is that true? Oh, yeah, very yeah, true. But the, yeah. but the person who had the narcissist problem wasn't willing to admit they had no. it, right? right. Yeah, which is, I think, one of the great dangers, not being willing right. to say I'm sorry, or even to say, hey, wait, that's me. Yeah, exactly. That's me. So that is one of those deadly sins that we are going to talk about more and more as we get into it. Uh, but I hope you join us next time we get together because we're moving into the next of the seven deadly sins. And I want to have you think about this. How much is a pride a struggle for you? And... How destructive is it in your relationships that you have? Because the bottom line, the reason God hates sin is sin hurts you and sin hurts others. So uh, tune back in with us on the next What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And get ready for the weekend message when we dive in to the seven deadly sins together. God bless you guys and hope to see you soon.